welcome back in our weekly Zoom. And uh, yeah, it's uh, today is the uh, the day before the uh, appearance day of uh, my spiritual master, Sri Padmajaya Swami Maharaj, and of course. Uh, there will be a small celebration tomorrow. So there will be a small celebration tomorrow and it cannot uh, um, there are a few of Maharaj's disciples in uh, here in Vindavan now, and uh, to celebrate. Then, um, naturally, my disciples are, there's quite a few in, uh, in Vindavan still. Uh, somehow or other they like Vindavan, what can I say? <laughs> they seem to be very attached to Vindavan. Uh, yeah, what can I do? And, uh, but because of that, we decided, Jatvaita March and myself, that uh, it would be wiser if, if, if my disciples would not become part of the Vyasa Puja because then there will be no opportunity for Maharaj to really connect with his disciples. So I have a few disciples here in the room right now, just, just a couple, <laughs> and a few other visitors. And... Uh, and also we are uh, online with all of you. Um, so naturally, <coughs> um, we are in a disciplic succession. The Brahma, Madhava, Gaudiya, Vaishnava, Sampradaya. And that entire lineage comes down from Lord Krishna himself to Lord Brahma to Narada Muni to Vyasadev and then to Madhvacharya. And from Madhvacharya, it comes down to Madhavinda Puri to Isvara Puri to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then it comes down to the six Goswamis to Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, Naratam Das Thakur, um, to Baladevi Jibhusan, to, to uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, Baladevi Jibhusan, and then it comes down to our, our Sampradaya as we know it, Jagannath Das Babaji, Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur, Gorgasur Das Babaji, See the Bhakti Thakur, AC Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada. And then for all of you, His Holiness Jayadveta Swami, and then Kadambakanana Swami. So, like that, uh, I'm number 34. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so naturally, um, as my spiritual master is, is absolute for me, um, 
he cannot be relative to my disciples. That wouldn't be possible. So therefore, uh, Jayadvaita Maharaj also takes a special position amongst my disciples. In Vindavan, Maharaj has uh, um, really gone out of his way and is still going out of his way by every day doing a question and answer uh, session. And uh, and in that way, um, also connecting with many of my disciples, which was for many the first time opportunity. And uh, in that way, it was very, uh, very nice. And Maharaj just simply did what he loves to do, which is question and answers. And the way he does that is like some sort of um, transcendental table tennis game with words. Yeah, just boom, next. <laughs> uh, short and pointed. And uh, yeah, he's good at it. Um, that is his very strong side. He uh, not only is he doing his utmost best to memorize the Gita and related verses uh, from Bhagavatam and other scriptures, but he is also, uh, he really knows how to apply these verses. So whenever he makes a point, he supports it by quoting from the Gita or sometimes from another source, but mostly from the Gita. So in this way, we can truly appreciate how, uh, how everything is, is Siddhanta. Uh, someone said, uh, who's going to take care of uh, Kadamba Kanan Swami's disciples? Uh, are you going to take care of them? And Jayadvaita said, no, I'm not going to take care of them, uh, but I'll preach to them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's it. Uh, that's also a way of taking care. Uh, so that is nice. Um, so Maharaj is, is uh, it's very interesting because um, on the Vyasa son, sometimes he's so much the Acharya who is um, representing Siddhanta and then people sometimes get an impression that he's very, uh, very rigid, very strict. But the truth of the matter is, is that on a personal level, he's just very grandfatherly and very kind of uh, friendly and approach approachable. And, you know, it's, it's okay. Sometimes I have a few disciples who are, well, what shall I say? Um, a nice word. Um, a little different. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean it in a bad way. But some are a little different. So then I think, oh God, I hope he doesn't see this one. <laughs> but he always finds them. <laughs> he always finds them. And he always sort of like, and he goes, yeah, a little eccentric, <laughs> but very Krishna conscious. And then I realized, He's seen it all, you know, in the 60s and so on. 
when uh, when the temples were completely filled with such kind of people, and uh, so ah oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> so it's very accommodating, actually. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, yeah, so. Um, I'd been been uh, struggling struggling a little bit with uh, um, with with some infection of the of the urinary tract, and uh, that meant last few days I spent at least a hundred times a day in the bathroom, and uh, I'm I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> and uh, so. Uh, I'm seriously thinking of going to live there um, and have the next Zoom there, <laughs> the way it's going. But uh, as it is, uh, I, uh, I'm a little incapacitated. I didn't really want to do like a, a full-on... Uh, Vyasa Puja program before the Vyasa Puja, uh, which is, is is initially what we were thinking of doing, but maybe that was a bit too much for me. So, um, and uh, Jayadwaiti Maharaj said, "Yeah, no, don't do anything. <laughs> just, just take it easy." Um, anyway, so what we're doing here is we'll have a little appreciation program and uh, at one point I'll invite a few others to say something. Uh, Vasudev is here who uh, is based in New York, he's my disciple, and uh, but he is working very closely with Jayadvaita March and uh, not just since three days but since quite some years and, uh, and only more so in, in recent times. And, uh, because uh, they started working on a translation project and uh, from Sanskrit, Vasudev is a Sanskrit scholar, and uh, Vasudev has to do 99% of the work. <laughs> so, uh, and then um, Radesha is here, a disciple of to Maharaj, who's uh, very talkative, so <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Some people are talkative and some are very quiet, and he can say something. And, uh, and what's your name again? Mukundacharana. thank you. Uh, Mukundacharana, another disciple of Maharaj, who serves him sometimes. So they, they may also say something, why not? And it gives me these chances to, in, in between, sneak out to the bathroom. Um, so, Oma Jnana Timarandasya Gyananmana Salakya Sakshura Mivitamyana Tasmai Shri Gurudvena Maha. The disciplic succession is described by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur as that 
Transcendental knowledge descends, it enters into the heart of the disciple, and then fructifies there. And subsequently, that disciple becomes effulgent and becomes the, uh, becomes the next Acharya. And we see how, how the Krishna consciousness is, is manifest there. So, we're speaking about how a spark is coming from one generation to the next and then lights up in the, in the next Acharya and then lights up in the next Acharya. Um, using that metaphor of, of a spark, sometimes the spark falls on, on rock, sometimes the spark falls on water, and sometimes the spark falls on dry grass. In the case of dry grass, naturally, the, the, it, it immediately catches fire. Um, and when we think of Chaitanya to March, obviously, we think of such dry grass. We think of someone who, from previous life, was, uh, was connected with Krishna consciousness and picked up from there and immediately continued on an, on an advanced level and on a high level of commitment. Um, and who um, very, um, who, who very soon um, began to assist Srila Prabhupada in the editing of his books, and clearly was sent for that. Jayadrita uh, March is a man of uh, letters, of words, and uh, um, he, uh, like one time, there were, he was somewhere, and there were children, and they were making noise, and then, uh, said they're making so much noise and then some lady said well you also used to be a child and Jai Dvaitaman said no I never was a child I said no no you were a child you used to play he said no I never played they said then what did you do he said I used to read <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he was obviously a uh, a person with a lot of a lot of uh, special qualities from previous life, and that gave him his uh, special focus. Uh, we can see him in earlier videos in some debate or so, with the equal focus and the equal clarity as he has now, as he always had. Um, um, over the years, I've observed many people in the Hare Krishna movement, and, and I saw that people have different types of intelligence. I saw that some people have intelligence um, which is like, like bubbles, intellectuals. They play with many, 
many bubbles and different things at the same time, and they're in, they like to explore and investigate, um, like uh, Ravinda Sarup. Um, then I saw Trivikram Maharaj. Trivikram Maharaj used to say, my mother said that I was not very intelligent. <laughs> course, I don't agree with his mother. Uh, he's very intelligent, but his intelligence is slow. It's like, it's like a grinding stone. It just, it grinds everything to powder. Yeah. So it just grinds and it goes really, really deep. You know, it's like nothing escapes, right? It just like grinds, grinds everything to a powder. So he penetrates very deep. Now, Jayadvaita Maharaj, his intelligence is like lightning. It is just in one stroke, he lights up everything. It is very sharp, cutting intelligence, which, uh, which is con connected to Siddhanta, you know? purely Siddhanta. He has no other interest than Siddhanta. That's his, uh, his, what he stands for. Um, that is what he represents. That is what he lives. That is what he teaches, Siddhanta. Um, the, the true conclusions of the scriptures and the Acharyas. Uh, and in this way, he himself is such an Acharya. And... By now, whatever he says is totally, totally supported uh, by scripture to a point where it's just uh, brilliant, uh, absolutely brilliant. So in this way, um, we can see, here's an authority in Krishna consciousness. Now we'll get real answers, how it is, what what to do, what not to do, um, real answers. Mm. I am, uh, I'm nowhere as learned, you know, but of course I got the basic, uh, I got the basic Siddhanta uh, of Krishna, the essential Siddhanta of Krishna consciousness. I can quote a few slokes, and so on. Um, but I'm a different kind of person. Um, although, um, certainly, um, dedicate to, to Siddhanta. Um, there's in the uh, Krishna book, there's the story of King Riga. And uh, King Riga was a very charitable king. So King Riga gave a herd of cows to a Brahmana. Then all these cows, golden hooves and decorated golden horns, and then he gave uh, another herd of cows to another Brahmana. Now what happened was that one cow was attached, attached to the, the stables, to the Goshala. So although the cow had been given away, the cow went back. And therefore, accidentally, 
the king gave the same cow now also to the other brahmana. That became a huge drama between these two brahmanas. Um, because these brahmanas were, after all, uh, they were both saying, we want our cow. So the king came and, and apologized, and the king said to the second brahmana, he said, well, you know, somehow or other, I had already given that cow. Then that cow somehow or other walked into the herd of... Uh, and, and I gave it accidentally again to another Brahmana, to yourself. So now what I want to ask, please accept a hundred thousand cows in exchange for that one cow. Yeah. And the Brahmana said, no. Now, you know, you might think that like, well, that was a bit of an unreasonable Brahmana. That was a good offer, that was a very fair offer, and it was an accident, so why would, uh, why would he say no? Okay. But the reason why the Brahmanas said no was because they didn't want to set a precedent that the, uh, that the Kshatriya community could ever, under any circumstance, touch the property of a Brahmana. And therefore, the brahmanas were unbending. So I said to Jayadvaita Maharaj, I said, sometimes you remind me of the brahmanas of, the, of, of King Riga. He said, I want my cow. <laughs> <laughs> he was very quick. So uh, very much about the principle. Huh? I am... Uh, Practical, so that means also pragmatic. In the end, you have to do something. Right? There's Siddhanta, but there's also life. And life forces us to act. We have no choice. We have to act. So in the end, you have to make it practical. And if you don't make it practical, then, you know, you can't live. Right? Like in this situation of the cows, you know, it's like it had been given twice. So how could it be resolved? cannot cut the cow in half, cannot, and so on, and so on. So it was an unsolvable problem um, because uh, principle was put before, uh, before a practical solution you know, by the um, So I'm more, uh, more there for the practical solution in many ways. And um, therefore, maybe more meant to deal with many, many people and uh, and to see how how things fit for different people without compromising the essence. Um, so, in this way, I serve my spiritual master, um, although I'm different. Um, it's, I think it's interesting to address the theme that a, uh, a, a disciple is different from the spiritual master. That's a very important theme because we're all trying to be disciples. We're all trying to be, and we're not exactly like our spiritual master. There are differences. And sometimes you wonder. Sometimes it comes out later. And sometimes somebody feels, did I take a wrong spiritual master? 
Yeah. Uh, I guess I feel like, yeah, uh, I don't relate. But no, one should not think like that. No? That is not right. These differences are there, but that doesn't matter. With the differences in our nature, we always are the servant of our spiritual master. Uh, we are not supposed to be a cat copy of our spiritual master. It never said to be a cat copy of the spiritual master. It doesn't say that in the scripture. You have to be exactly like your spiritual master. Uh, it's not going to be possible because uh, you're different. But we have to serve our spiritual master. Very simple. With our particular nature. Just as Hanuman was serving Lord Ramachandra, um, Hanuman was different. Hanuman was a monkey. He was clearly a most exalted monkey, but still he had some monkey traits also. And uh, naturally, he had a nature. So we all of our natures. Um, and this is very fine. Uh, we just are not meant to become all the same. We serve our spiritual master and we engage our natures and our abilities. Naturally, it's inevitable, you know, that we're going to engage them because that's what we have. Uh, you can, can only engage what you have. You cannot engage what you don't have. So, therefore, uh, yeah, of course, sometimes we may have to do things that are not uh, entirely aligned with our nature, out of surrender. There's also surrender. Uh, it's like, uh, I had to do bookkeeping. Now, I mean, it's not my thing, bookkeeping, you know, totally not, right? Because it's just totally super dry <laughs> and it's not my style. And then, you have to do this whole calculation and tally all these numbers. And, you know, and in the end, I used to be 10 rupees out. <laughs> I would just take 10 rupees and put them in the, in the box, you know. Or if there were 10 rupees too much, then I kept them aside. And then next time it was 10 rupees out and I had 10 rupees in the box. So I am good at accounting. And, but it is called creative accounting. <laughs> I'm very good at that. When I was a temple president, every year there was like a whole lot of money that the devotees had spent and that they didn't account for because devotees are like that. You know, they're irres irresponsible princes and princesses. And when it comes to these things, uh, it's a sort of... So there was a huge amount every year. Anyway, then I would do all kinds of creative accounting. It was like... <laughs> next. <laughs> that I like. <laughs> <laughs> but the regular stuff... So we all have our natures, and um, so it's, so in the course of service, it is natural that we engage our our talents, our nature, 
but also in the course of service we are uh, many times asked to uh, to do the needful and whatever the needful is it's not always what we like like fighting court cases was not my favorite activity but i did many times and uh, bookkeeping was another one and uh, yeah you know uh, and so on right whatever uh, but that is all not important like and dislike right because we are the servant of the spiritual master so whatever whatever he likes whatever he needs you know, that will do that is our our pleasure to somehow or other um, satisfy him to also accept that he is somewhere on a higher level uh, connected with Krishna and uh, and seeing on a higher level what uh, what is in Krishna's interest more than we do when we on our on our own start analyzing what is what is good for Krishna what is good for the Krishna consciousness movement we come to one level of conclu- conclusion and then comes the spiritual master and he comes with a total uh, uh, different vision you know and so just the opposite uh, for me it was like that in 2016 in 2016 i became ill for the first time with with cancer and then i went through all these operations and this and that and then i thought okay now let me slow down now i will start writing more and more and now i'll live a more peaceful life and then i got a phone call about new york <laughs> which is not peaceful and next i was in new york city and i was thinking this whole city is a cancer yeah. <laughs> it is it's like it's just grown like that you know i was thinking like gosh is, is this good for me i'm not sure i wasn't sure if it was good for me but spiritually i was quite sure it was good for me um spiritually i could see yeah this uh, let us do this uh, for the service of my spiritual master and this way disciple means we have to be ready to adjust and uh, yeah with my spiritual master uh i learned to adjust over the years because uh as i'm practical and pragmatic you know uh if you want to go from a to b uh then usually the simplest way is the best yeah? i mean you know then, then you can you just get it done without too much complication but a non manager they mostly they are very particular about how they want it so they don't just want don't want to go from a to b no no go from a to b like this so like jayapraj march he used to travel by train he still likes to travel by train and then 
he figured out that in Delhi uh, there was a train going to Jaipur, which he wanted to take because it was an overnight train. And it was going from the Rohilawala station. Now, I had never heard of the Rohilawala station, to be honest. I mean, but anyway, I found the Rohilawala station somewhere. And it had to be that train. I said, like, I can put you on the Shatabdi. It takes only three and a half hours and you're there, you know? And it's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to waste any time. So how is that wasting time? You're taking, <laughs> you're taking a train that takes uh, 12 hours. <laughs> yeah? He says, no, 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 because my train is go going overnight and I'll be sleeping. I said, but not 12 hours. <laughs> yeah? uh, he said, no, but then I'll chant. And it was argued. He said, you can chant on the Chashatabdi as well. <laughs> you know, so I was really trying, you know, like, uh, but he wouldn't hear it, you know. No, he was going on that train. So, okay, I brought him to the station, to that, that station. And we came there, and the whole station was only Muslims, only, everyone, you know, big beards and everything. And I go, it's a Muslim train. <coughs> he says, that's okay. They're pious people. <laughs> I was, nothing would defeat him, you know. <laughs> he wasn't ready. And then he put his computer on a chain, right? I said, what if they'll break it off the chain, you know? He said, no, they won't because they can't sell it if they, if they, uh, if they do. Anyway, so he does that. Then he goes on the railway track. If he travels with a servant, then the servant comes next to him on the railway track and holds a gamsha. And then there are these big pipes, big pipes that they use to fill the water tanks of the, of the train coaches. And he turns that open. Right? And it's like huge <laughs> thing of water comes out as thick as a tie, you know. And he goes, it's the best shower in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he just stands on the railway track <laughs> taking this shower, you know. And all the people are looking at him. There's this foreigner with a servant, you know, <laughs> sort of handing him his soap and take <laughs> the towel, everything. Uh, so it's like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I learned over the years that, uh, you know, you have to very much, sometimes people ask me like, what does Jayadvaita Maharaj want? I said, I don't know. I don't know. I have to ask him. Why don't we go ask him, you know? And, I mean, I don't make the mistake to, to think that I know. I don't. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to ask him. He has his ideas. So it's, it's my time to visit the bath. So what I'm going to do... Vasudev sitting next to me. He's going to sit here for a little while, say something, and I'll be right back. So we'll come here and uh, take the mic, clip it on. Mm -hmm.
Hare Krishna everyone. So I uh, I was here in Vrindavan in 2007. <clears throat> I was serving here in the Samadhi. It was a very nice service. They, then they gave me another service of being on one of the boats here, and I was a little bored with that. <laughs> and then uh, Jayadvaitamars happened to be here, and I, I heard he didn't have a servant. So I kind of put myself on the line, uh, apprehensive, fearful, <laughs> uh, knowing of Mars's more stern side, then uh, that uh, if, if, if he would uh, allow, then I would travel with him and I was, would assist him. So then in 2007, that entire year I traveled with him, uh, first six months in India, then six months in the U.S. Uh, so then I, yeah, I was with him day and night for uh, one whole year. So I really got to see Mars very closely. Uh, and uh, when we arrived in the U.S., um, we went to the immigration. Well, I went to the immigration. He just went to customs. <clears throat> and then there was a Prabhupada disciple working there, named Jai Ram Prabhu. And um, the first person who approached us. And Jai Ram Prabhu, he's a very senior disciple of Srila Prabhupada. He, he was... He lived with Marge in 26 Second Avenue or 61 Second Avenue, like in 1967, uh, going back to that time. And he told me, like, he he's not ordinary. Like, the way he is now, he used to be back then. Like, he would be, like, getting up every day at 3.30, being completely fixed in his Krishna consciousness, uh, not wasting any time, uh, so uh, I was talking about Jai Ram Prabhu, the disciple Srila Prabhupada, who yeah. was the first person we met when we arrived in the U.S. So, yeah, it's like that. Jai Vaitamarshi, he just is so fixed in his ways. It's like lines cut on stone. It's, he's very, very fixed in the absolute truth. In the, as Marshi says, the Siddhanta of Krishna consciousness. <laughs> And he, he doesn't change for nothing. Like the whole world, can you can put the whole world against him. He wouldn't. He wouldn't budge. So that is, I find it's a very attractive quality. He's like, he's like a real prophet in that sense. Uh, he's not after public opinion. He's not after uh, appreciation or what people think of him. He's, he speaks the truth. People like it or don't like it, that doesn't really matter. Uh, but, uh, and at the same time, if you get to know him more, he's extremely sensitive. He's extremely um, accommodating, as Marge says. Uh, extremely respectful to his godbrothers, especially. Um, like, uh, I remember we were visiting one of his godbrothers, Javi Prabhu, in Florida. And uh, so we, he came to pick us up from the airport, and Marsh is like, yeah, you can also bow down to him. Uh, so right in the airport, I, he had made me bow down to him uh, to, uh, to show proper respect. And uh, 
one of the first things I learned when, whenever he's serving lunch, whenever I was serving lunch to him and one of his god brothers, absolutely first, whoever he's he's uh, taking prasad, especially his god brothers, always get the preference. So it's very, very sensitive, very accommodating, really making, trying to uh, be a servant um, and offering all his respects always and and and. We also very careful not to criticize, um, even if there's some differences he have. He's still always very, very respectful. So I got to look, to understand also his his very soft and accommodating side, and the culture very cultured uh, in his dealings with others. Um, I got to stay at his mother's house for for a week. <laughs> uh, she passed away uh, like last year. She was the like in her late eighties already. Then, like maybe eighty five or eighty six. Ninety, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, but she she passed away like at that oh, time. Right. But when I was staying, she was still driving around, totally sharp. They would have they would actually sit and have discussions, <laughs> <laughs> and it would be like a real argument. <laughs> And they were really going at it, and it wasn't like, you know, she wasn't like a pushover. She would be really uh, giving arguments and so forth. And of course, Jai Vaita Marsh would always win the argument. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and over the years, um, Marsh has been so very consistent, uh, very committed, always uh, looking out for me personally making sure I'm engaged well, making sure uh, I'm staying on track. Uh, very, very caring person. Um, again, very honest, so he will tell you exactly what he thinks. And uh, when you're, he doesn't like something, he'll tell you straight up. But it's all come from a place of a lot of care and really wanting to see you're thriving in Christian consciousness. That's what Mars was saying about this translation project. She... The way it came about was that um, he, he asked me when I was I studied Sanskrit. He asked me, "What do you want to do with it?" So, well, I hope to be able to serve in some way, especially senior devotees, that I can help with the Sanskrit and they can, you know, they can do the writing or I can assist in some way. So, um, so you heard that. Uh, then, at some point after I changed ashram. Uh, then, uh, which is also quite fun how he reacts to things like that. <laughs> we won't go into the details. <laughs> Once he, he told me, Radeya, I asked him, how's Radeya? Radeya, he's in Maya. You're also in Maya, but he's even more in Maya. <laughs> so... Uh, now he's doing very well. Now he's very. He's doing very well. <laughs> so, um, but uh, when I changed Ashram, I was thinking to get a PhD at some point and go to a university, local university in New York. I had some kind of plan. Put it in front of him, and I said, "Marsh, what do you think?" And he said, "No, I don't think it's a good idea. I, I cannot, with a good conscience, advise you or give blessings to go to a mundane university and get all this mundane as association and the." The statistics of devotees doing well in their Christian countries and universities are very poor. So, so 
he was like, no, he he was not in agreement. Um, so, but then a little later, he came back to me and he said, basically, he became my advisor. Like, uh, he would be guiding me in this project of this translation work, and he'll he'll be kind of overseeing it. He would originally write it, but then at some point, he said, like, no, nah, I'm too old. Like, you you just write everything. Um, so now I find myself like translating, writing commentaries. He's overseeing it. So instead of me going to university, he became like my advisor, my PhD advisor. This is my project. He's overseeing it. He's, uh, and they're very committed to it. Uh, and very extremely humble, actually, because who am I? I'm just like, Mars knows better. Um, my, my credentials as a, you know, not a very elevated, uh, not even a, yeah. I don't have many credentials as a writer. Uh, I'm not very advanced in my Krishna consciousness. Uh, and here is Jayadvaita Swami, senior, most, one of the most senior people in our movement, very high credentials, personal editor of Srila Prabhupada. And now he's had me do the writing, and he's overseeing it, even editing it. And it's, it's, it's just uh, very liberal, actually, very empowering and extremely humble. Like, it's totally uh, undeserved to, for me to be in this uh, position. Um, but it's just, that's just his mercy. That's just the way he is. He's like, you do it. Let others do it. And very liberal, very empowering, very uh, encouraging like that, wanting to bring others up, even though he himself take a, takes a back seat. So that's very, very, uh, yeah. Mars many times also spoke about this. That it's, he has a way of conquering your heart in this way. He's very soft-hearted and very empowering, very much uh, giving you scope to develop and, uh, and assisting you and uh, uh, serving you in that way. So I feel so indebted to him in so many different ways. Uh, so very, very grateful for especially... I also feel this is one of the great gifts of uh, Guru Maharaj that given me also Jai Veta Maharaj. So, so uh, Radesha, he told me the other day, I said, I asked if I could come for the Vyas Puja. He said, yeah, yeah, he has dual citizenship. <laughs> 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 so, but that is only your mercy, Maharaj, that I have this access to Jai Veta Maharaj. So I was trying to be very conscious of that. And I'm just the servant of the servant. So. So thank you for this blessing. Maharaj, are, are you willing to say something? Yeah, many things we could say about Jayaveta Maharaj. Uh, 
Once I was driving Jadveta Maharaj actually and uh, we got into the car and I punched in the address for the destination we were meant to get to. Anyway, it was a very smooth ride. We got there at the end. I turned the engine off and he, and he was smiling. He was so happy. And he said, uh, Sutapa, in your life, you'll never be lost because you have a really good satnav and a bona fide spiritual master. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's very kind, always Jadvaita Maharaj. And um, when I think of Jadvaita Maharaj, I think he wrote this book some years ago or compiled this book of articles and it was called Plain Vanilla. Right? So, so when I think of Jadvaita Maharaj, I always think of that plain vanilla. It's just like um, no frills, no hype. No extra kind of, uh, yeah, all these kind of decorations around it. He just really just gives it, you know, what people need to hear. I think hearing Jadvaita Maharaj's preaching over the years, actually, you see, when you look at ISKCON and you look at devotees, especially devotees who have been in the movement for decades, you often see an evolution and, and a change, which in, in one way is very, very natural. But I think with Jadvaita Maharaj, something you see is uh, no change, you know, just like the same, just like um, the same preaching, the same message, uh, the same approach. Um, and I think that requires an incredible level of faith, an incredible level of humility, an incredible level of simplicity to just keep presenting the message um, in the same way. Um, someone must really be off the platform of their own aggrandizement or, you know, to just to know that I'm just giving people what's powerful and I'm just going to continue doing that. Uh, and it's really not about me. It's just about this message, which is so beautiful. So Jadvaita Maharaj, in that way, he's, uh, he's such an example. I think for, for me, Kalamakana Maharaj often says that he appreciates Jadvaita Maharaj because Jadvaita Maharaj keeps him in line. Because <laughs> as preachers, we have a tendency to sometimes be creative or to try to, yeah, sometimes... Uh, yeah, do, do certain things in the movement which, yeah, are, are for a good, good purpose, but which may compromise sometimes the purity of what we're trying to give. And definitely Jadvaita Maharaj is an influence in our, all our lives, which will keep us very much rooted to Srila Prabhupada and rooted to the essence of Krishna consciousness. Um, after I, after Maharaj, uh, uh, encouraged me and I took that step of sannyas and I think the very first place I went to was Switzerland um, and we went on this retreat and uh, the two other speakers on the retreat were Sachinanda Maharaj and Jayadvaita Maharaj. <laughs> it, was, it was quite a contrast, you know, Sachinanda Maharaj has a certain approach and uh, he had invited me because, you know, uh, Somehow marriage is very encouraging to me and, and he likes many of the creative things that we do. So I was ready to go there to do all of that, to serve Maharaj. And um, 
And then later on, I found Jay Vetemarsh is also there. <laughs> so I was sitting in the class with both of them sitting in front of me, trying to please both of them. And um, but they were both very, very kind. But sure enough, after the first class I gave, then, uh, you know, many devotees come up to you after. So I was sitting there and in the, at the back of the room, Jed Vetemaj was sitting there. So 20 minutes passed, you know, I was still speaking to devotees around and you're still sitting there. So I was just trying to extend these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll leave. I, was, I wasn't ready for feedback in that moment. You know? So I, I spoke for all these devotees for like one hour and he was still sitting there. And I thought, okay, I just got to surrender to this. So then I walked and I kind of um, just, and then Maj went like this and he called me over. <laughs> he said, sit down. So I sat down and uh, sure enough, he uh, very lovingly gave me some uh, useful feedback <laughs> on my class. Um, it was very nice. It was very, um, very grounding. Um, and you could see that was real care. That was real care for him wanting to see that as a preacher, as a representative of Srila Prabhupada, that we, we really make Srila Prabhupada happy. And so, yeah, I feel very fortunate to have Maharaj's uh, presence in my life. Um, yeah, it's very empowering and very grounding. Uh, I would say those are the two words which come to my mind. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Within this forum, I enter through you. Namon Vishnu Palaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Guru Dasa Jayadvita Swamaniti Namini. You know, really, I'm, I'm like, you know, the, the little baby brother who waddles in in the diapers holding up the, the toy fire truck, you know, daddy gave me. Uh, Maraj, relax. <laughs> I'm driving the real truck. <laughs> I've taken over father's business and extinguishing the fire of material existence for so many. Um, so I'm not going to try to from a Shastric point of view, elaborate on the glories of Jayadvaita Maharaj when my words will most certainly fall short. But I did travel with him for two years and served him the accumulation of more than a year besides. So I have a lot of stories. So we'll stick with that. Um, actually, when I first met Maharaj, it was with Vasudev Prabhu. He was, he was serving him in America. And... Uh, and right off the bat, you know, Adal Gurvashrayam Shadharma Pricha. First there's surrender, then Shadharma Pricha. You can inquire into Shadharma. But right off the bat, I was so inspired by his words, I just said, Maj, can you shave my head? <laughs> and Maj just laughed at me. He said, you know, 
maybe maybe better Jayakeshava does it, you know, with one of the other people traveling with him. And so I, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, maybe Maharaj doesn't have time. This other guy's got more time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Vasudev touched on the extreme respect he had for his god brothers, has for his god siblings. And some of the most mercy I've ever received from Maharaj was when I did nice service for his god siblings. Um, I remember one time I gave a massage to Abhiram Prabhu. I had actually gone to Maharaj, who was taking his rest. I said, Maharaj, I'm here to massage you. And he said, Abhiram Prabhu, you're taking rest also? Yes. And he told me, go massage him. And after I massaged him, I came back, they had some cake. Maharaj took a big bite out of a piece of cake and put it in my hand. I was like, wow, okay, so this is the secret to success. Serve, you know, the God siblings. And just yesterday we were hearing he was glorifying the sweet speech of Bhakti Churu Maharaj, His Holiness Bhakti Churu Maharaj, and uh, His Holiness Indra Maharaj. And it reminded me when I visited my spiritual, our spiritual master in uh, New Jersey, he was actually stuck there during the COVID time. <laughs> so much so, actually, Maharaj has so many great Shastrik jokes. And if you know some shlokas, then, then it's really funny. Because a devotee came and said, Oh, Maharaj, are, are you staying in New Jersey long? And he said, Vrindavanam Prityajya. Krishna never leaves Vrindavan. He turned to me and smiled, you know, as in, I never leave New Jersey. <laughs> Vrindavanam Prityajya. Um, but while we were there, we were attending Indrajimna Maharaj's Vrindavan Parikramas. And one day Maharaj turned to me and said, he speaks so nicely. If Indrajimna Maharaj spoke the Articles of Confederation, I'd listen. <laughs> <laughs> and then after a moment, Maharaj always brings it back to Krishna consciousness. He said, but Indrajimna Maharaj only speaks Krishna Kata. It was so sweet. And... In, in winter time, sometimes he, you know, the cold develops, and he was coughing, and he coughed up uh, some phlegm, and he said, "Yuck!" And he said, "Some yuck, no, completely yuck," <laughs> which is extra funny because if you know Apiche Sudurachara, "some yuck," Vivasito, he said, "some yuck" means completely. Completely set in determination. So some yuck, but completely yuck <laughs> means completely also. So just the layers of his of his wit are so so profound. Um, in honoring his god sibling, I'll tell a couple more good ones. Um, oh, this one's nice. In uh, North California, we were visiting Vaisheshika Prabhu. And Nirkula Mataji was serving. And Guru Maharaj doesn't take chocolate. There's been a few times, you know, someone makes chocolate chip cookies. He's never been fanatic about it. He'll take the cookies. He's happy, especially if it's cookies. And, uh, and so, but generally he said, please don't give me chocolate. So Nirkula Mataji came around <laughs> with this like double dark chocolate ice cream, like <laughs> as chocolate as it gets. And she scooped it out. I, I went up, I whispered in Maharaj's ear, this is... This is chocolate, Marge. You know, very chocolate. And he turned, he turned to me, he said, if Nirkula Mataji served me beer, I'd drink it. <laughs> mm. And since, since we're here in Vrindavan, I'll, I'll say one. Uh, when I was 
visiting him, some devotee had given him. It was, it was this little paper towel sort of rolled up with a rubber band over it. I said, Maharaj, you know, what's, what's this? He said, oh, that's, uh, that's Vrindavan dust. I said, huh. He said, yeah. I said, well, what do you do with it? He said, well, you can eat it. You can put it on your head. And then he thought a moment, he said, if there's enough of it, you can roll around in it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. So I ate a little bit, put some on my head, but there wasn't enough to roll around, so we just distributed it in that way. And, uh, but all of us are here in Vrindavan, so we can take advantage of, of rolling around in the dust of Vrindavan, and more importantly, um, roll around in the nectar of, of hearing from, from the advanced souls here. And so actually, by initiation, by spiritual status, I'm actually so much uh, junior to all of you, so please bless me that I can continue to serve my spiritual master faithfully. A couple of days ago, I was assisting Kadamakana Maharaj with some transfer. And, um, and as I departed, I said, any advice for me on how to achieve success in this devotional path? And he, he just told me, Remain always faithful to our spiritual master for the rest of your life, and everything will be fine. And there's, there's some relief in that. You know, you want to, it's nice, you want to fix all, you want one simple, one size fits all, that's it. Remain faithful to your spiritual master for the rest of this life, and everything will be fine. So that's Kadamba Maharaj's um, wonderful advice to me. Oh, I left out our dear Keshav Maharaj. Actually, I... I met him while traveling um, to Brijesh's house, Brijeshwar Prabhu. And at that time, of course, in, in uh, London, everyone says, Sutapa, Sutapa. <laughs> and he, he, sh- he showed up just like this transcendental Nardamuni looking character to me, just so tall and, and just so humble and sweet. And immediately, you know, just, just brought me right in and embraced me. And I just remember... Uh, uh, being so impressed, and and so you know to uh, to acknowledge the gulf of difference and spiritual advancement and everything between between us is I just acknowledge with with great respect your presence and thank you so much for for everything you're you're doing here and and um, with these such a unique situation three generations of sannyasis and so in glorification of Keshamaj and Jayadwetamaj. Um, the amount of times, I, I should start keeping tally, but the amount of times Jayadwetha Maharaj says, oh, who should, co- Keshav Maharaj should give this class. Who's qualified? Yes, Keshav Maharaj should talk. <laughs> and so just, it happened actually just yesterday. We're, we're discussing some of these evening Christian book classes, and Maharaj said, sometimes I may not be able to give the class. I said, oh, well, uh, we could try to find some. He said, no, no need to find anyone. Keshav Maharaj should do it. And so... <laughs> You, you come up constantly in our, in our conversations. So uh, shout out to Keshav Maharaj and Vasudev Prabhu and, and all of you. So yeah, remain faithful to the spiritual master this rest of your life. And there's not much time, and I was also wondering if you were willing, if you could discuss um, 
your initiation from Jadve Tamaraj. And I was particularly curious, only if you like, but I was particularly curious because I, like this one. I thought I thought you were initiated in 78, and I don't think Jadve Tamaraj was one of the zonal acharyas. Yeah. So, so it was a re-initiation in 1993. Mm -hmm. I see. But could you discuss any... any? Uh, <laughs> I thought you would discuss something. I could say something short, but I'll speak tomorrow also. So. I'll say something short for the devotees here. They're going to miss out. Oh. You tried. Well, what I was thinking of sharing tomorrow was that I was, Guru Maharaj knows this, but I was sort of initiated as a kid by one person whom I guess young people wouldn't know, but uh, named Maharshi, Maharshi Mahesh Yogi. And so, so that was my conception of a sadhu. Now, his, he's known as the giggling guru, if that gives any idea. <laughs> and he's known for being just pleasing everyone, or at least pleasing all his disciples and being very non-judgmental non um, and not harsh at all or anything. And particular, particularly, I, I was thinking of sharing um, with Guru Maharaj how in one book written by one of his disciples, the disciple shared how, how expert Maharishi was um, with his disciples and with pleasing everyone at all times. And the example given was that Someone asked, uh, pointedly, maybe vegetarian, maybe not, asked um, about eating meat. Is it okay for your disciples to eat meat or not to eat meat? Because he had uh, two camps of disciples. And so this disciple was, was uh, glorifying Maharishi of how Maharishi was so expertly ambiguous that um, he responded in such a way that both the meat eaters and the, non and the vegetarians um, felt um, satisfied and supported in their decision. And so this was, so this was, anyway, I bring this up not to glorify Maharishi, but because this was my upbringing. And uh, I've, I've told a story to, well, um, yeah, I'll share more about that tomorrow. But um, so that was my conception. And then in addition to that, I, ha I grew up with just my mother who was like the softest, um, non, uh, wouldn't correct me, wouldn't, would refuse to wake me up for school because she, she said that if you didn't wake up on your own, I think you need the rest. So I had to make sure, I had to make sure to wake my, that, you know, it was, that, that's, that's the kind of mother I had. She let me do anything. Um, I could do it like any, any silly thing. And, and she just let me do it. One time I found a turtle outside and I brought it in my room and I filled my room with sticks and rocks and leaves. The whole room was just covered. My mom came in, she said, what are you doing? I said, I found a turtle. She said, oh, okay, and she just left. And she let me leave my room like that for the whole month. So that's, that's kind of my conception of. So, so, and I was bringing that up because I, uh, up until I was 20 and I met devotees, I don't know if I ever got corrected for anything. Um, and, and especially uh, my conception of, of you know, spiritual people, um, I just thought, if you're spiritualist, you, you don't make any controversy. You don't say no. You don't, uh, 
Um, it's only soft and it's only sweet. And so when I met Srila Prabhupada, or through his book, when I met uh, Red Bhagavad Gita, I didn't like Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> I didn't like him. I, um, I, I thought there were some nice parts in the book, but I didn't like him. And I'd say that to people. I'd say, like, I'd be reading the Gita and I'd be like, oh, I hope they don't realize that I'm reading like, you know, and, and people would ask me and I'd say, yeah, I don't really like him, but the book's good, you know, <laughs> I, and I'm sorry to say. So by Krishna's mercy and the devotee's mercy over time, um, I, I, started to, I, I started to see how Srila Prabhupada was absolutely perfect. Um, and how um, speaking truth, um, saying what's good for people, what's necessary for people to hear, is more important um, than the person hearing what, the, what he or she wants to hear. And so, but it took me a while. Um, it took me quite a while. And, and I'd find that even once I was sold on Srila Prabhupada, I, 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 I now would accept that I was, you know, Srila Prabhupada's follower. But I felt like there's like, you know, after the first phase, where I didn't accept Srila Prabhupada. After that, I was in a phase where I would kind of almost, I felt like I was like apologizing for Srila Prabhupada. Like, uh, yeah, somehow or other, I, I couldn't get out of my, that, uh, yeah. Even when I accepted that what he was saying was, was, was good, I, um, somehow or other, I felt like that was kind of my mood, that I wanted to like make up for Srila Prabhupada's approach, you know, and how he would uh, call things as they are. And so, so, but by my good fortune, I was able to meet devotees and read Srila Prabhupada and be around long enough to um, see properly. And so the same thing when I first came in contact with um, Maharaj, um, through his lectures, I, I uh, fortunately by then, I, I, my, my view was a little better. And then I was purified a bit by listening to him. And then by, by the time I met him, um, Fortunately, I was a little, I was more able to endure um, uh, his corrections when I would do things that were very stupid. Um, so I, I bring this up because I, um, it's helped me in, in many ways, of course. Um, his corrections helped me in many ways. But also recently I was speaking with one, um, another devotee. And I was telling this other, um, this other devotee how I, like the, the, whatever experience that I had with his spiritual master, um, sorry, not, but with this devotee's spiritual master. And, and specifically, it just so happened to be that even though this particular um, spiritual master is very soft and very, just like the most, as sattvic as it gets, um, my, my interactions had just happened to be that they were like corrections. He stopped me from dancing one time and said, don't dance like that. You know, me and some Brahmacharis and don't, uh, don't spin around like that, different things. And, and some other things. He stopped a kirtan because they weren't, uh, yeah, for some things. So I happened to mention to this devotee, and even though I was saying it in, in, in a positive way, and I was actually just so, I re, I, I'm so much inspired by that particular spiritual master, and I listened to his lectures. But... Um, the devotee I was speaking with, you know, his disciple, he, um, he was saying, well, I don't think, I don't, I don't think he uh, was correcting you. I think he was just, um, he, he was kind of, it seemed that, because he was saying, but my spiritual master doesn't get angry and my spiritual master doesn't get um, upset. My spiritual master um, only encourages. And I was saying, yes, totally. These are just my experiences. And he's saying, yeah, but because he only does that, therefore, I think you maybe misinterpreted the instance because because my spiritual master is perfect, and because my spiritual master only wants to encourage and only and you know doesn't 
isn't petty about anything. Therefore, I don't think he was actually meant that it was actually the way you were perceiving. I don't think he was actually stopping that or saying, don't do that or, you know. Um, and that was, that, it just seemed like we were discussing for a while. It seemed like that's kind of as far as it, as it would go. And I felt, and I, and I was remembering how that's how I felt with, um, with Srila Prabhupada and also, yeah, with others at, uh, for a long time and, and still overcoming it. Um, I'm trying to, and, and by um, whatever time I've been able to spend with Jadvait Baraj, it, it's been so helpful being able to see how, um, how one can be, uh, I never know which words to use, you know, harsh sounds bad, but um, how, the different ways a sadhu can act. Um, and recently when I was reading about Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in the Bhakti Siddhanta Vaibhava, it was discussing that. And this is really how I feel about Guru Maharaj, um, that um, this is how this is real humility. Of course, it's the same for Srila Prabhupada. Um, but uh, this is real humility to, um, to, do, to, to say the right thing, to, to, um, to, to um, say things, even if the person won't like you for saying it, but if they need to hear it, and doing what's best for the person, even if um, that person may not like you um, for it. Um, but really doing what's in their best interest, not just trying to be popular, not just trying to be liked. So, wasn't so well articulated, but maybe this is a good draft for trying to reconstruct my thoughts for tomorrow. But, <laughs> but that's all. Um, those are some thoughts. Hare Krishna. <laughs> wow, his mother didn't wake him up even to go to school. <laughs> Dutch mothers are not like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so slow. Before my long fuddling, my mother would be shouting at the stairs, <laughs> love the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so many nice things we are hearing. And. Um, we haven't even even really entered deeply into uh, discussing Umarajis, and um, there are devotees here from South Africa who also know him very well for many many years. You know, hearing Q and As and uh, or lectures and so on. Um, In one sense, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is no one's property, right? In one sense, um, I liked what Vasudev said that uh, he is, uh, if if it's his understanding of Siddhanta based on scripture, he can stand up to anybody. It doesn't matter, and it used to regularly happen that he would like. <coughs> In, in 1987, the GBC went through a lot of changes, and he was part of that. And uh, 
And many times he would speak up all alone with a different point of view and, <laughs> and, and uh, didn't care what they thought about it. And, um, and he could sometimes turn the whole, uh, the whole body around. He had that ability. So the, the prophet type of identity um, is very much his identity. And uh, he is the servant of Srila Prabhupada. He's the servant of Srila Prabhupada's movement. And in that way, he belongs to everybody. And I've also seen that. Like, he's not only like focusing on disciples, he can go out of his way for, for all kinds of people, just like that. And I've seen him travel eight hours just because someone invited him and they go, Phew. right? Of course, he was a little younger. And then I traveled with him and he had his computer on his lap, a laptop, and we're in the train and he's nodding off, right? And I'm sitting next to him, quite sure that, you know, any moment this computer can slide off his legs, right? And it's going to crash on the ground. But his legs just perfectly awake and sort of like always <laughs> keeping the balance, you know? <laughs> he kept that com the computer like that perfectly balanced. And he's sleeping, but his legs are not sleeping. His legs are just working and, 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 and I can see he doesn't need me. <laughs> to save his computer. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Somehow or other. Um. Yeah, he's very kind, caring, personal. Also, under my pres present circumstances, he's he's just here. And uh, but you know, he knows that I can't get into that whole initiation story. It's too long. But basically, uh, long story short was that I took initiation from, from Bhavananda in 1978. And uh, what happened was that um, when he fell down, I was in management, so I was aware of the issues more so than the general devotees. So, uh, so I wasn't so inclined uh, to start the whole thing again. And I'd taken shelter of Prabhupada, and I was comfortable. But then uh, in 1989, uh, I was in charge of the Mayapur Samadhi construction. So we were computerized, which in those days was uh, rare, you know, but we had a big project, so... We, um, so he came into uh, the Samadhi office and asked if he could use one of the computers. And he used one of the computers. And uh, later, 
on that day, I was on that computer, and there was a file on the computer which was called Kill Me. So I go, what is this? Who on earth has put this file here? Kill me, right? I mean, what is that? So I clicked on it and looked what it was. And it was a reinitiation paper that he had been editing. And as I read it, it felt like this paper is killing me. Right? I didn't want it at all, you know. So I looked at this paper from... Um, yeah, then... Um, uh, there was the ISCON managers meeting. They had a right to review GBC resolutions, and if they didn't like it, send it back up. Prabhupada had started that. So I was in that committee. In fact, that year I was the chairman of it. So I manipulated the whole thing and we didn't and I sent this paper back up. You know. With everybody behind it. So they send Jayadvaita Maharaj down and we start debating. And he goes, So what you don't like about the paper? I said, like, well, it's got a very narrow basis of evidence. It only has two quotes, really. He says, yes, it only has two quotes, right? He says, and one is from Jiva Goswami, and the other one is from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So is that not good enough for you? <laughs> and I go like, well, of course, you know, that, that's very good. I said, but then again, there could be also a hundred other quotes from Acharyas that would be on the other side of the issue, right? So to build a whole paper on just two quotes, you know, doesn't make sense. And he goes, and these two are not good enough, yeah? Not good enough for you. And uh, like this, we were debating, you know, like serious debate. Anyway, others were also debating, but in the end, we were the only last two left debating. <laughs> So, you know, that's when I said, well, maybe you, you guys should continue debating outside the meeting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so then uh, that whole paper took its politics, and uh, that's a long story which I can't tell today, but it, in the end it did... Uh, it did go through the GBC body, and so, and then, uh, yeah, then I decided, oh, okay, I'll, I'll do it then, I'll surrender. Took me some time, and uh, I was uh, an established manager in ISKCON, and I was thinking, I have, I have to be very careful. If I take initiation from anybody, I'll be their manager. Yeah? And I'll be in big trouble. Right? You know? It's like he went I went over 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 a list of who I could possibly uh, imagine take from this one. I'd be managing, you know, I'd be managing that, I'd be managing this. So I said, nah, this time I'm gonna look for a Brahmana. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I went for the Brahmana. But anyway, he still would say, you are my manager. <laughs> and I wound up managing a few things, like New York. 
En uh, ja. So, but I got off relatively light, I guess. Um, yeah. So in 93, and I took initiation again. Um, so for all the devotees online, I hope you found it interesting. Uh, after all, when I start accepting disciples, then uh, it was Jayadvaita March who arranged for it. Um, one day, the GBC body asked me to become GBC for France. And the whole GBC body had voted for it and asked, right? So I went, I said, well, I'll discuss it with Jayadvaita Swami. So I went to him and then uh, he said, GBC for France, why would you do that? <laughs> I said, like, well, the whole GBC just asked me to do it. He said, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> but I had another idea. He said, and I've discussed it with a few vices, and that, and that is that you should initiate disciples. I said, okay, uh, let me backtrack for a moment. The whole GBC said I should be GBC for France, and you just said that doesn't make sense. And then you say that I should initiate disciples. And they will say, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and uh, how about that? Anyway, so, uh, but he, uh, he pushed that through in his very expert way. Um, he sh he's extremely powerful when it comes to uh, getting his way, convincing Everyone is extremely powerful. And uh, as he stopped the sale from the New York temple, you know, wearing a pin-up button, sell books, not temples, <laughs> going to the GBC meetings, which was cool. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Anyway, Jayatreta Swami is a prophet in our movement. He is there for every devotee. He is there as a guardian of this movement to uphold the Siddhanta. And, um, yeah. Just like now we're talking, of course, a little bit about leaving the body and all these things, and then we're talking about Prabhupada leaving his body, and then we're talking about... Uh, he said, yeah, Prabhupada never talked about his uh, eternal relationship with Krishna. He just never talked about it. No? He said, just, said, of course, we don't know what, what went on in his head and so on, but he never, never talked about it. Of course, then I said, well, he was he always was preoccupied with his movement, right? And with this, with, with the here and now, and with preaching to the devotees here and making his movement strong and making sure it was cared for. And so he said, yes, that is, that is true. 
Anyway, that's the sort of stuff we were talking about yesterday. Um, but yeah, so Prabhupada never talked about it, didn't get into it. Dadvaita Maharaj didn't get, doesn't get into it. Just doesn't get into it. The eternal uh, relationship with Krishna doesn't. Just chaste, very, very chaste to, to scripture, to Srila Prabhupada, and with that, chastity. Yeah. He stands there as, as a protector of this movement. And of course, there are many things, like the other day, saying now every temple has to have these, these helmets with the shoes on, you have to have on your head, you know what I mean? And it said, of course, you know, it said like that's, from, that's straight from the, from the Sri Shampadaya, and there it makes sense, you know, because it philosophically makes sense, and it has nothing to do with the Godias, you know. But, you know, he says, who's going to listen <laughs> to me, you know? So, like that. He may not be, be heard. Uh, not everyone may take him serious, but as it is, uh, you just get it as it is, as Prabhupada gave it. And it's funny how he's criticized for the book changes and how he's so much a no-change man. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, going to rip, wrap this up. Um, the devotees here have an offering for those who came. We cannot send you the offering uh, via Zoom. You have to have your own. You can offer something to a picture of Jayatreta Swami and, uh, and appreciate him. In this way. So, uh, Arjun, what you do? What's the plan with that offering? We're going to clear the table and offer it now. And, uh, and what happens with the camera? We we just say goodbye to the camera. Depending on your energy level, yeah. My energy level is over. Then yeah. I think we say goodbye to the camera. Okay, uh, dear camera. <laughs> <laughs> Saying goodbye to you because it's I've used up my uh, whatever energy I had for the day, and uh, but looking forward to seeing you again next week, and all my best wishes to all of you. Hare Krishna. Shri Prabhupada Ki Sri Jayadvaita Swami Maharaj Ki Jai Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vinda Ki Jai Recording stopped. Jai. <laughs> <laughs>
Beautiful picture. 